mates ever live in jolly old England well Rodney and I have and we're going to talk about some of our adventures while we were stationed there in the Air Force and, and then too based on when we left uh, I can't remember if we left uh, Gatwick or if we left I think I'm sure we left uh, Lake and Heath but it was mm. dark when we left so consequently, when we got to DFW, it's in the morning. In that Dallas yeah. traffic, I'm like, hell no, I'm not finna get out there tired as I am. Like, oh no. Boy, she was hard down, man. I think I think if she hadn't been pregnant, she might have whooped my butt, you know. She <laughs> <laughs> was hot. I was like, no, we finna get up here one more time. Yeah. Thank God it was a nice sunny day and it wasn't a bunch of, you know, up and down and up and down because she probably would have threw up oh, all over yeah. the place yeah, you know, I when, imagine you, so. when you're pregnant and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's what happened I, to me when when I got to England, got to Heathrow, and, you know, they, they had a, a bus that went from Heathrow to Bentwaters. And I got on the bus, and I don't know what it was, but I got sick. And mm. I, I, I think some of what it was was, you know how the roads were in, in England. And there was, and he had yeah. to coming out of coming out of Heathrow. There was a couple of like sharp turns, and he was making those sharp turns on that bus. The only mm-hmm. thing that saved us was, you know, in England they had they had those big coaches, you know, they called them the big bus, right. and it had a bathroom in it. I spent about eighty five percent of the trip to Bentwaters in that bathroom, <laughs> and I, I would come out of the bathroom and throw go to the bathroom, throw up, come back out of the bathroom, and sit in the very first seat at the by the bathroom, and then. Probably mm-hmm. ten minutes later, I'd go back and go back and throw up again. I don't know if it, you know, I don't know if it was something I ate or whatever. I think it was the just the motion of that bus just didn't sit well yeah, with me, yeah. you know. And finally, I remember we finally got there, and I went. And, as soon as we got to the base, I went and got me a, a soda, Seven Up, and drank that, and it settled my stomach down a little bit too. And I told Mary when I called back home, I said, "You ain't gonna believe this." I said, "I just wonder what we would have done if that bus hadn't had a a, a, a toilet on it." He would have had to stop that mm. bus about every 10 minutes and let me throw up, get off and throw up. I would just, you know, I guess as they say, the Lord looks out for babies and food. I, I guess that's what it was because I just can't imagine what would have happened if we did not have, if they didn't have a, a toilet on that bus. I know uh, it, yeah. Man, hey. <laughs> that was my introduction to jolly old England. England. <laughs> yeah. Mine was my, my old supervisor. Picked me up at Heathrow. And he was kind of like a practical joker type. And uh, so we're riding down a whatever, mm-hmm. heading north. He said, hey, man, you hungry? I said, well, yeah, I could eat something, man. I hadn't had nothing since that last meal. He said, well, you, how about a burger? I said, sure, we can get a burger. We stopped at Wimby's. <laughs> Okay, uh, they, uh, you know they had plenty of things about Popeye. Everybody's like, "Have you ever heard of Popeye?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, that's what it was invented." What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, but I began to wonder. Maybe it was invented from over there. They got a Wimpy's chain, you know, and and all that. But anyway, long story short, we get out and go in Wimpy's. 
I'm already like, I'm gonna smell right now, you know. Turned out it was that damn yeah. beef, man. And so I'm still not putting it all together, you know, cause you know, for the most part, for anybody that ain't been to England, they think it's just like being over here. Nah, nah. No, no, no. Nah. Nah, nah. Man, I took the first bite and I was like, you know, you kind of, you know, because he's like, it's on me. It's on me. I'll buy it, you know. And I'm like, you know, you don't want to be, you know, like you're ungrateful and shit. So I'm like, so I noticed he's kind of snickering, you know. Man, I tried to take another bite of that damn thing. I I spit that shit out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Well, he just, he just cried it up. Yeah, everybody I pick up down here, I bring them to Wimpy's because I know it's going to be a culture <laughs> shock. But I'm like, you ain't lying, boy, because that was the nastiest yeah. beef. I mean, and it smelled like mm-hmm. fish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. I, hell, if I didn't go to Lake and Heath, I didn't eat a uh, hamburger, man. Yeah. Well, I, I take that lot back. After we were there for about a year, McDonald's built uh, up in mm-hmm. Lincoln. They built a McDonald's up there, and their selling point was that they uh, bring their own beef yeah. with them. So it was just like eating the hamburgers from here. So that's when I had the last burger uh, when I was there. But yeah, that that Wimpy's was something else. Yeah, that's what happened to us. You know, when we first got there, you know, man went out and bought some some uh, some beef. Matter of fact, I think she bought it because you know back down in the village we lived in, they had a uh, uh, they had like a green grocer, but they also had a meat truck that came through the neighborhood. You could buy meat off the yeah, truck, yeah. you know. And she bought yeah. uh, she bought something. I got a roast or something, man. She put that thing in the oven and started cooking that. Oh man, that smell went through the house. I said, no, yeah. man, I don't. I can't eat that. And she said, no, I can't either. So we ended up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the commissary had frozen beef. They make obviously you couldn't get fresh beef there, but they would ship. You know, frozen beef over, and she ended. I met from oh, yeah. America, you know, from the states, and she ended yeah. up going. Yeah, she we ended did up going too. To, everybody after that mad yeah. cow thing, they started shipping it to, yeah. to everybody. You had an allotment right. amount, so we started getting it on, mm-hmm. on, uh, on, on the base, and it was funny. They they did the same thing uh, with a McDonald's down in, in it's a town called Ipswich. They had a McDonald's down there, and we went down and and after they opened up, so you know, you know how we are at places, fast food. I mean, that that's what is considered fast food so we go down and, and of course you know being the new thing in town and all it was it was busy and everything and we finally got up to the line and ordered we looking around there ain't nowhere to sit and the locals were like using it as a, a community like they were at the pub man they were sitting around talking and care <laughs> and we're like you're supposed to eat and get up and leave get you, up you don't stay around yeah. talking and, and you know we couldn't and this was one that had an upstairs and downstairs i mean it was a a, a uh, mm-hmm. a two-level mcdonald's and we finally ended up finally waiting around and some people got up and we went and got their seat and and uh this guy was you know, more americans down there they said you know so that's the way the locals are you know they they look at it as a, a social gathering kind of thing they'll sit here they'll talk they'll eat they'll talk and they'll be sitting here forever i said yeah i see that now mm-hmm. i see that now but yeah that's mm-hmm. the way it was there when they opened that Mc- mcdonald's and then yeah, they were open for a little while, and I guess they were. And 
they try to blame it on the Americans that were going down. I don't know how you could do that, but they, they were starting to have a problem with, with, with litter. And of course, they were the litter was McDonald wrappers and McDonald cups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to blame that on on the Americans coming down here. I said, "No, wait a minute. Why would we come? Why would we come down here to eat just the litter? We don't do that back home, you know." And they exactly. they had a big to do about that. They were going to close the McDonald's down if they continue to have the litter problems they were having. And and yeah, it, it was the locals doing it. It was, it. It was, yeah, it was the locals people. doing it. You know, going down yeah. there. They're the one yeah. that was. Well, yeah, we're just glad to have a piece of uh, America to eat. Shit, we're not gonna do nothing to close it down. Yeah, and they actually put a they put a Burger King on on the base after that. They had a Burger King, and it was funny. You know, we had there was some some uh, some of the folks on base that brought their American cars over there, and of course the the Burger King was a drive-through, and it was made you know for. British spec drive through, you know. So you have people going right. in there with American cars. <laughs> and of course, the driver's on the other side. <laughs> and and it was easy to reach all the way across the car <laughs> to, to get to the drive through window, you know. And then we used to always yep. say, see, that's what happens when you bring them American cars over here, you know. Well, they try to reach it. through all the way across to get to the drive through window because they're, they're, they're driving <laughs> on the opposite side, you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say that. They had to get out and walk around. To no, the other they side just, to get they just reach over. They'd reach over far enough to get, get their bag when they they'd, uh, they put it out there to them. So, yeah. Did, did y'all did y'all have a British spec car while y'all were there? No, I took I took my. Blue oh, you did. Okay. okay, that's right. You did. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Now yeah. we we actually mm-hmm. took ours too. We took a we had a, a Olds Cutlass Sierra that we had bought. Had mm-hmm. only had bought it. I don't think we had had that car. Four months when we we went to England and we took it over there mm-hmm. and I went ahead and, and bought me a British spec just a little clunker it was on the the uh, sales lot at, at Bentwater I bought it there and then uh, after Marion came over with the girls we uh, we kept it for a while and then I said yeah we we'll go ahead and just get a British spec car so we sold it to a uh, some friends of ours coming back stateside they bought it from us and we got a Toyota Corolla that was British spec, so we had two British spec cars for the rest of the time we were over there. Yeah, about right. You did bring that. You did, y'all did have that Honda. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, we we took it over because I actually uh, when we went over there, I think I'd only had it about a year and a half, maybe two, because hell, I bought it in mid '82. And we were over there in 84, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I took it over there, and British dude tried to screw it up. He had stripped the lug nuts on it, boy, I tell you. And I, I kept noticing the dude was, uh, he's supposed to be like the dealership for Honda mm-hmm. over there. And I kept noticing he had kind of like a shitty attitude, so hell, I gave it back to him. And uh the guy that ran the place, he was cool, but the guy he had working on it was the one that, like, he had an mm-hmm. attitude. And I didn't realize it till after uh, I went to uh, uh, New Orleans to pick it up from Port. When we came back, and uh, they were looking at it or doing something anyway, they took the tires off of it and said, your, your lug nuts are stripped and all that. I had to get that fixed before we drove it back, you know, to, to pick up uh, Rosalind. Yeah. I know going over, we had had the issue of uh, the catalytic converter. 
because you know uh, mm-hmm. they only had leaded gas in England. That well, actually only they you could get unleaded at certain places, but primarily they had leaded gas. And and they I went to the dealer to talk about getting the catalytic converter taken off, and he said, "You take the catalytic converter off, you void your warranty." And I'm like, well, what are we going to do? We can't, you know, run leaded gas through it. And he said, well, you ain't got much of a choice, you know. So we, we took mm-hmm. it over there. And uh, that was another, you know, sort of reason we went ahead and got it uh, and sold it while we got over there. Because it was, you know, issue with the gas and that kind of stuff. So I remember mm-hmm. that going on. But, uh, but you know, just just another kind of thing you deal with in the military that probably most people never would even think about doing you know taking a car i thought about that when you talk about we're going down to new orleans we had to take ours to south carolina so i remember me and mark drove it to to south carolina and they uh we stayed in this hotel and the hotel had a uh a deal with uh, a company that would come get it from the hotel and take it through through like inspection and everything at the port Mm -hmm. so uh we we i I bought that service so we went to the hotel they came and got it and and took it through the inspection process so it could go to be shipped out and when uh, when it got there had a flat tire you talk about you know your lug nut it had a flat (laughs) tire on it and i looked on a big nail in there the the, all the seats in the back seats were ripped out i guess the customs people take the seats out to make sure you ain't trying to bring any kind of contraband in. And, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm getting there and I got a flat tire and I'm, I'm you know, I ain't been there that, that long. I mean, a couple of months at that time and trying to figure out how I'm going to get the tire repaired to get, get to base. And, uh, mm-hmm. the guy told me, he said, there's a, there's a, you know, a garage right around the corner. They'll take care. So I, I took the tire. I couldn't drive the car. I had to take the tire off and roll it over there. And the guy fixed the tire for me. He said, yeah, yeah, mate, this is your problem. This big, huge, huge right. nail he pulled out of the tire and, uh, he fixed it for me. And I, I was going back and that was, uh, you know, the first time that I had, uh, drove, driven, at, you know, an American spec car there. I already had the British spec car and then I'm driving an American mm-hmm. spec car. And of course, you know, with being on the opposite side, you know, if you get out the pass, you can't see to your own way in the other lane, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But, and, and in London, of all things, mm-hmm. is because yeah, that's my first driving experience over there with an American spec car. Was oh, in really? London. I'm like, See, the ours came yes. in this town called Felixstowe, which is down oh, is coast right? from, Felixstow, from, yeah, from Ipswich. Yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah, would, yeah. and man, I when we went to pick the girls up, somebody said, "said Mickey, are you gonna drive down to Heathrow to pick them up?" I said, "Hell no, I ain't driving down Heathrow to pick, <laughs> pick them up. I barely." could drive around here i rented yeah. i rented a little <laughs> little taxi service that they had on on bentwater which i mean they do routinely yeah they did that's why they were there so yeah. i rented them yeah. but yeah i i couldn't imagine driving and first time shh, no bruh you talking about my butt cheeks were so <laughs> tight boy <laughs> i'm on the wrong side of the road going through these roundabouts right. that look like a damn you know, I, I was tripping, man. But I, I was like, Lord, let me get out of here and get back on one of them 845s or whatever it was. I might be all right. And once I did that, I said, if I can drive in London on the wrong side, anywhere. I can drive anywhere. Yeah, I tell you, that was my first driving experience, man. So I, I, see, mine was sort of like that, but in a lot smaller area down in, in Ipswich town when I bought that the British back car out on 
on base, the guy that sold it worked on base, but he lived downtown. And he, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, can you give me a ride home? Because, you know, I'm selling you my car. And I said, I said, yeah. I said, where do you live? I live down in Ipswich Town. I said, okay. I said, you know, I've, I've never driven, you know, over here before. I said, I know, you know, you had to go through that, through that driving course to get a car. So I right. said, I know about, you know, the roundabouts and things. I said, but I've never driven through any of them. And I said, I was told that they have what they call double roundabouts down in Ipswich Town. And he said, yeah, they, they have double roundabouts down there. And you know how the courtesy is in, in roundabouts. You know, you go and then somebody else goes kind of thing. And he said, he, he said, tell your mate, get on the ass of the car in front of you, just go right on through with them. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly that's what about, I did. That's about I got side. behind yeah. the car in front of me. When he went through that double roundabout, I was right behind <laughs> And I said, I know there was people saying, wait a minute, you supposed to wait and let me go next. No, no. Yeah. When he went, I went. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. You, you, boy, people just don't know. But you know what? One of the most con- is confusing as hell. We got two roundabouts right here and, 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 and where I live. And, uh, but one of the things about it, once you get the hack of it, it makes, it makes sense. sense. I, I tell people that all the time. It, it eliminates yeah. the need for stoplights and stop signs. It makes plenty yeah. of sense. We got one at the mall that they have in that little town called Smyrna. At that mall, they have two roundabouts. Yeah. 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 It makes sense when you get the hack of it. And, 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 uh, hell, I got right in there with him. I, I let the car go ahead of me and I shoot right behind him, you know, and get on. You know, when, if I need to go around to the other side, I get a little on the inside and work my way mm-hmm. out. Man, it, it, it makes it, sense it when you, when you, when and you I do it. I tell people too. It looks like it chaos, does. but, uh, but I told, mm-hmm. I tell people too, if the good thing about it too, if you're somewhere and you're not sure where to go, get off, you just keep going around in circles. Keep, keep going, going around. You figure circle. it That's out. Right. You ain't got to make a wrong yeah. turn. Just keep going around the circles till you figure out which one you need to take. <laughs> That's right. Cause uh, we take the wrong exit over here. We About go thirty get, miles. Turn, turn around, around and come back. Come back. Yeah. 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 Just keep yeah. going. Just keep going in circles. You figure it out, and then then you take the one that you need to take. So yeah, they make they yeah. make sense. They they do. They they do make sense. They do. Once you get the yeah. hang of it, man, you fall right in, yeah. man. And that's what you got to do. You got to. There was two things that that uh, my sponsor told me when I got to Bentwater. Is that two things you need to know right front. You need to know how to use a roundabout because you're gonna run into. And there were two or three between Ipswich Town and the base. And he said, and you got to learn that. If you don't go out when it's raining, you ain't going to never do nothing over here. So don't be. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. So when, when you look around and, and see that it's, you know, it's a rainy day, you say, well, I ain't going to go do it today. Well, you got to go do it today because there's going to be a lot of them rainy days over there. You and, ain't uh, lying. I used to tell Mary when uh, when our babysitters that we keep in contact with today, you know, they they she mm. she'd bundle the girls up and and take them because like i said she would go to the the, with the green grocer as they called it or to the uh the post office store every day i mean practically mm-hmm. every day she would go there to, to pick up you know sort of fresh vegetables and things to cook and a lot of them days yeah. like you know it was it was rainy misty days over there and i'm like man she, she's taking the girls out and, and man said mickey she goes every day. She bundles them up. She got that little pram, you know, little, as they call them, the little stroller mm-hmm. with the, the little yep. uh, thing over the top of it and everything. And and I just, you know, after a while, I just got used to it because, you know, that, that, that wet cold is a cold cold. 
It's, you know, and yes, I'm like, hey, she shouldn't be taking the girls out in that. And man said, well, if you don't take them out in that, you, you ain't going nowhere. So uh, I learned that quickly. You got to take, you got to go out when the weather ain't ideal, and you got to learn how to drive around roundabouts. That's right. Well, they're they're at a higher uh, longitude and latitude than we are too, so it's colder mm-hmm. up there in those deals along with that wet. But yeah, that's when we first moved back here and and moved into our place over there. Uh, people used to look at us like we were crazy because I, you know, as long as it wasn't lightning or nothing outside, because he was so used to playing in the rain because he had yeah. no choice. Yeah. And uh, so I pulled up in me a little lawn chair and sit there in the garage. He had his well, little willies yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. He running down there splashing water. You know, maybe people pass by looking like, what the hell is he doing with that kid out there? I'm like, shit, that's how he's been playing the last three yep. years. You know, if he if he had to wait for a nice day to go out and play, he would have never went out to play. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it you was know? with with us. But it took me a little a little getting used to go. I just like I said, just wasn't used to that. But she she would take them take them out every day. She'd take them out, put bundle them up, and put them in that little pram, and take them right to the green grocer every day. Sure would. I'm telling you. Yeah. I guess that's where they got that that thing about because. Uh, the little the little white kids over there, they'd be bundled up, they little cheeks red. be red, <laughs> nose be red. I'm like, damn <laughs> This ain't this ain't like no cartoon over there. This is yeah. real life. The kids be flushes big time, man. <laughs> yes, they would. I remember that too. They they would definitely definitely do that. But uh like I say it was it was a it was a good time, but like you said, it is it's not America. You know, they speak the same language no. a bit. But it's it's not American. You gotta realize you're in that country, and you gotta you gotta That's adapt. Right. You know, I uh, the only the only people that I had a problem with was the 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 people coming from the states that try to act like after they've been there a day or two that they were British. Yeah. You know, trying to get the accent yeah. down and all the little man. you know acronyms and stuff that they use. I'm like, man, you 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 from Georgia? You ain't from <laughs> you ain't from I'm England. I'm telling you. They didn't have enough nerve to try to go back to the yeah, states with that yeah. crap. Like, come know, on, oh, man! Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's something else. I, I don't. I don't see the few of those. <laughs> yes, sir. We had one girl. Okay, she was. Uh, her mama had married. Uh, she was a British uh, girl. Her mama was British, so some GI went over there and married her, and she brought her brought her back over here and was raising her. So when she got up. She joined the Air Force, right? Kay had been in the United States about about 20 years, and then she was, I forget how old she was. Anyway, she in here still talking like she's down in London somewhere. I said, you haven't been, been in the United States long enough. You should have dropped that. But that's that was her little attention yeah. getter because she was one of them. She would always make sure she talked loud enough for people to hear her. I'm like, boy, give me a break. Yeah. Man, that's your calling card. Well, that's my way my aunt is. She's, she's been in the States probably 40 years now. Got just a mm-hmm. thicker British accent in the day she left left London. She's, yep. Is that right? Matter of fact, there was a lady that worked at the, the post office. They had a little post office in this uh, pharmacy here. I went in there one day and to mail something, and she, she had a very thick British accent and she said the same thing she'd been stateside for I got how many years but it was almost like mm-hmm. you know they just didn't want to give it up 
you know, and it, and it yeah. was definitely yeah. a tension to get it because as soon as they start speaking, you know, the first thing you say to yourself is, you know, well, they ain't from here. I mean, we're in Tennessee. You know, that, that ain't that Southern drawl, man. Yeah, means. You know, <laughs> exactly. So it definitely was an attention getter. That's for sure. Yeah, man. That's that. That was her hook. She, no matter how the conversation was going, she'd open her mouth loud enough <laughs> for people to hear, and all the heads would turn. Oh. And then the proverbial, where are you from? from? (laughs) Where are you from? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. So she, she, she was something else, man. Uh, but I guess, you know, I guess some people do as a way of hanging on to their, their stuff, I guess. But, uh, I know when Rosin was getting some treatment there, every time she went to the hospital, they would check her in and uh, it's a little later down there. She was the nicest woman. I know I had seen her somewhere before. You know how you can see somebody and like I've seen her somewhere before. But she was like a tall, slender, uh, white woman with just blonde. I don't know if it was out of a bottle or, but her hair was white mm-hmm. as snow. But she was young, and the more she talked, when you would listen to her, because I know I had to go down there on a few occasions. Rosalind was in the back and talked to her. And uh, she was telling me about her husband, and uh, her husband was a GI, a brother, which I could I could kind of tell from. She still had like an accent, but she still had, uh, you know how, you know how when they talk, when they've been around right. us, you know it's like, uh, you know. So uh, she was from Germany, so I could hear some of the German uh, aspects of the accent, and and and, and then again. You know the 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 being around black folk kind of thing, you know. But she was the nicest woman, you know, uh, to Rosalind and everything. But I guess sometimes you want to hang on to a little of where you come from if she ain't been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I guess so too. In a while, I could I could understand that because like I say there's there's some of them that uh, that that do that. I mean, they keep the and I mean I I, I guess you know you could try to adapt. I mean, I you see that with. You know, Americans from the from the north that come yeah. down south, you know, kind of thing. You could tell, yeah. you know, like people in Boston and those kind of places, you know, you could tell very quickly that uh, there's some somewhere from the northeast or whatever. And, and and they don't, a lot of time, they don't lose their accent, you know, when they come yeah. down south. Exactly so right. I guess it's the exactly same right. kind of came down situation. Hey, Rodney, we got to let the folks go again today, man. I want to say uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to everybody out there. And hopefully 2022, more people will be listening to old fools talking old school. What do you think, Rodney? Oh, yeah. They, they, they need to come here and get some entertainment if you don't do nothing but laugh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's what it's all about. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year to all. And uh, hope it's prosperous and, and, and blessed for all of you. So, Take it easy. All right. As always, this is Mickey G. I'm Rodney T. Peace.